I looked around the room one last time, peering into the dark, and then turned back to my computer. Just as I was switching songs on my playlist, I heard the sound of footsteps running past me on quiet feet across the carpet. I whirled around and stared, but there was nothing there. At that moment, there was another noise from the hall, and I looked up. The silhouette of a large man was standing there, holding a butcher's knife. One of the less mangled people began to crawl over the small amount of clothes I created in the clearing. He was calling to me in a small, feeble voice. Save us! Help! I always knew Ariel was a knob. Welcome to episode 61 of Ghost Hands. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> you um when you just did that intro you looked just over my shoulder you do that every now and then you'll do this thing where you look like you're blind and you like it's like you're looking at me but slightly off I'll tell you why because you make eye contact with me and it makes me laugh <laughs> so I have to not look at you because I'll just laugh <laughs> what just my face no it's just you know, it's you know like at school if you were you like in class and teacher was telling you off and you couldn't look at your mate because <laughs> yeah laugh. yeah 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 and it's that it's like that can I just say, if we ever do a play together... <laughs> oh, corpse thing. That's corpse. Oh, we'd corpse. That's corpse. Which is very fitting for our brand. Oh, my God. No, Which I couldn't... One we um, should. I remember my friend telling me a story about her. She, she, Becky, you've met her. Mm. Uh, the lovely Becky. Um, she, She's an actress, actor, whatever the appropriate right. phrase is. And she was on stage and her mate, I can't remember what play they were doing, but her friend, another friend of ours, Hayley, I haven't seen her in ages actually, but she went to lift her gown up like this. Yeah. But like her, Becky had stepped on this side of her foot, so she was just like this. <laughs> and Becky was like, it was the longest time because she just wanted to absolutely... <laughs> piss herself because of this like wow. Saturday Night Fever dance move that was actually supposed to be Othello oh my god there are just there's so many things that can go wrong like in the end I found doing actual theatre just too stressful because I was I like, would, all the things that could go wrong I would never be able to deal with it ever I once played um, the fairy godmother in Panto right oh, did you and I was in this massive dress hey and... Panto pays well though doesn't it well no it was while I was at drama school oh, right. so no, it was mm. just free labour. Mm. Um, and everyone had Noro, like, Buttons was throwing up in the wings. Well, listen, you'll go on the Christmas panto soon. Su Susie Priest from Ghost Hunts. Oh, I know. I'd and love that. And they get paid loads of money. Yeah, yeah, Puss in Boots. And yeah, there just you go. Yeah. stomping around with yeah. all the innuendo. Yeah. But I was in my um, massive dress and I had this um, scene where I had to cast a spell with a wand. And I was in my element. I was like, this is great. But all the fucking kids were shining lasers in my eyes. Why? Because they're cunts. Okay. And they were just being like, ha, ha, ha. Obviously, lasers? Yeah, little fucking shits just like pointing lasers to try and blind the actors. <laughs> I was like, and the teachers had um, just no control. They were I've like, spent loads of time training to be an actor. Yeah, it was so so bad. Anyway, I cast this spell 
And I went, Dum! and I my wand flew across the stage. <laughs> and do you know what? I was so annoyed. I was like, I don't even give a fuck. Yeah. I just trudged across the stage. Yeah. Picked up. I was like, oh, fucking, oh, my yeah. God. They were such shits. Um, and it was quite funny because um, one of the actors in The Panther, he was cast in it, but he was very, like, serious Shakespearean. Mm. And he was, I think, fuming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want you. I just like couldn't stand that these kids were like. Ah, yeah, but off. listen, I think as an as a comedian and actor and all those kind of all these kind of jobs, you cannot be like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm too serious. Yeah, you've got to do it all. Yeah, you do. You've got it, and you do do it all. But you've got to do it all. Haven't yeah. You? Um, Enfield haunting. What are we saying? Are we going? Oh Should God, we go? Should, oh. oh, yeah, that's the play. That's not a film, is it? It's yeah, a, we need to play we're with go. Catherine we're gonna Tate. Go. We're going to go. We're gonna go. Apparently, it's not that scary. I'll tell you what, I'm going to get in touch see if we can get some free tickets. Yeah, you should. Yeah, well, it's on brand for us. We should it's do so a little brand. promo. It's so on brand. Is it not very good? Well, <laughs> they're not going to give me yeah. fucking tickets now, are they? Like, Turns out it's shit. Thanks for the shout out, you massive <laughs> bellends. Um, no, we'll sell out for anything. But listen, yeah. I've heard that it's not as scary as it could have been. Uh, Apparently, they, they do so much building up of the story and not enough jumpy jumpy. Right, I see. And as we all know, we love a jumpy jumpy. We love a jumpy jumpy, yeah. Um, well, fucking, we've, got, we've got rid of the fucking woman in black for this shit. No, I'm sorry. The I woman didn't mean in, that. The woman in black will forever be my... <coughs> gateway drug into yeah, the world it that is. we're in. It, absolutely it, it was just is. the most defining moment mm. of my life. <laughs> anyway. Stunning. Um, so Hannah, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. For last week, we had such a great time. Oh Would, yes, I've got a gift, haven't I? have got a gifty. Oh, Would you like to unwrap it Yes, now? please. Okay. Ah, I love presents. <gasps> happy birthday, Hannah. It says, it says Hun. Oh, Hun. She's that catch. Oh my god, really good. I love the wrapping paper. Oh my god, is it thank a bag? you. I know, I love that. That's like a jester, isn't oh it? Oh my god, it's like got jester print. What could it oh my be? god, what is it? It's like pass the parcel. Yeah, <laughs> pass it back and to me again. and then I have it. <gasps> Yay! <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> a ghost hunts podcast hat! Yes! <gasps> oh, I love that. I love it too. Where did you get that from? I just got it made on the internet. Oh, fuck. Okay, everybody's going to be like, where can we get yeah, the I caps? Know. Do you know what? Oh, I'm I'm obsessed. It's Have quite... you got one? No, but I, sh I just didn't know what was going to arrive. I'm obsessed with that. Love the colour. Put love it on. Everything. I'm going to, hang on. Okay, I'll um, podcast while Hannah puts... Basically, if you can't see this and you're just listening, because I know it's quite frustrating quite a big head. when we talk about things that you can't see, but I have just given Hannah a corduroy camel-coloured... It. It's lovely. ...cap that says ghost hunts. <laughs> That's quite a narcissistic present to give. I but love it. I wouldn't have anything else. A good, a good present is one that you want yourself. Yeah. So, and I love the clip thing. Yes. Love that. That's a nice vibe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop. Get it on. Oh! <gasps> Oh my god, it actually looks great. Is it stunning? It's stunning. Oh, also, the ghost god. huns is popping. Is it? Oh, I love that. That is so much. I'm gonna take. Thanks, mate. That's okay. Let me take a little photo. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, you've got to get one. I should. You've um, got to get a matching one. But that, oh, no, I love it, that. it was a pod merch um, experiment, and and it's great. We'll chat later about stunning, stunning, stunning. stunning. Doesn't look cheap. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that's, Was it not? That's why I'm not sure how um, sustainable it is Fuck. to uh, sell caps. No, they are stunning. Because I'm saying it now, guys, for anyone listening, we're not going to rip you off. Like, I, I'm just, you know I refuse to rip I, anyone off. Do you off. know what, though? 
This is, is a really good quality cap. It is. I think we're going to have to... Do you know what? Right, listen, I'm going to be dead honest about the merch thing. I think we're going to have to do a poll and find out what people think is worth. How much do you think... I is... would easily pay 45 quid for this. Really? For a podcast that I liked, I'm not just saying that, but I would pay 45 quid for a hat, that, for a podcast. I mean, I it's... Because it doesn't look like shit tass. It's not tat. It's not tat at all. That is a really well-crafted cap. I think 45 is too much. I would pay. I would pay for it. Thirty-five max. Yeah. Anyway, listen. We're we're gonna figure it out. But like our, our main I thing is that, that. Uh, we're not ripping that. off any Huns because that's just so horrendous. Um, no, we're not. We're not. By the way, we'll probably make no fucking money off this merch. But we need to figure out. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not gonna be in profit. We just want you all to look. Ah, she's got a selfie of it. Okay. Um. Since it's your birthday week, would you like to pick a tarot? Yes, please, but it's my turn anyway, so that's fine. Okay. She's like, that wasn't a nice thing to do. It was actually my turn. Okay, go on then, you behatted bitch. Oh, I had a little, I had a little jolt then. What? what? Go on, go on. Oh, you've picked two, but you have to, don't even look at the other one. Pick the one that you want. I think it was supposed to be that one. Okay, amazing. Go for it. What is it? I've got the book ready. Oh, oh fuck. This is so weird. What? The High Priestess. Oh. We keep getting the same ones. I know. It's like it's they're all from the same pack. And the Mysterious High... No, but how many are there? Like 300? No, 78. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um... Well, listen, if this is about your birthday card, yeah. she's a divine feminine ruler and is the gatekeeper between the physical and spiritual world. Thank worlds. you. Thank you. Oh, my God. The letters on the pillars represent Hebrew words. B stands for Boaz. He is strong. And J Boaz? stands for Jakim. God establishes. <laughs> Boaz. You heard. The high priestess encourages us to look inward for answers and use intuition. Oh. Honestly, this is all about your subconscious and your intuition. Mm, yeah, I love it. Stunning. That. It's really stunning, actually. Oh, no vibes. Do you know what? I'm in the mood for a wine now. It's because the hat, the hat is giving you. The hat's giving me wine vibes. Yeah, it's the Can best. Can we have a wine? I after? think that's maybe the best hat I've ever I got. I love that. I love that. Best gift ever. The, the colour goes with my hair. Yeah. Oh, mate, you've I, got to get one. I really... Oh, um, I can see in your eyes you're jealous. I am. And you I, I, I really one. thought about what colour and what colour embroidery. Oh, you're, you you absolutely I, fucking smashed that. If anyone's not... Um, if you can't see, uh, it's camel with white embroidery. Embroidery. Yeah. Yeah, that so. don't come cheap, does it? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, would you like to hear a story? Yes, please. Because I've got a fucking story. You've got a fucking story. Oh, by the way, pod recommendation. Yeah. If anyone's interested, I've been listening and have completed listening to a podcast called The Immortals, which is all about oh. Silicon Valley and how they're trying to um, make us immortal, and they're getting closer and closer to it, and they can stop aging by blood plasma infusions and it's all about how the biggest minds in tech can literally like double our lifespan not that we'd want that because i think that when you well, get to like 80 i'm like i don't want to live another 20 depends. years but right now whilst we're thriving yeah. i'd have another 20 years of me right now yeah but the problem the thing is if you f didn't feel 80 and we felt like this but actually not like this maybe 10 years ago that'd be nice yeah <laughs> yeah well, you've I, I got think... a limp I and do, I've got a bad back. I do have a limb. <laughs> well, no, but they'd fix that. So you get all this, like, um, it's like, um, it's very vampiric. Thank you. Just dropped in that wonderful <laughs> that word. word. I have swallowed a dictionary. Um, <coughs> swallowed a census. Fucking swallowed hell. a census. But um, 
you get blood transfusions from a young person. So this guy, this is how it starts. The podcast starts with this investigative journalist mm-hmm. talking to this man who, who gets seven, his 17-year-old son transfuses all his blood over to him. What? So he gets his 17-year-old to give him blood. And it's like, it's fucking vampire territory. And he, he gets infused with all this blood. And then it like, um, and it keeps, it's turning, it's making him younger. And it's all about like, how, just look it up. BBC. What, is his son just lying there on like a plinth dead? You know, he's just, he's just happily given up. Because you can't like, it, in oh, yeah. science, how you can't can give you up lose? your plasma. Mm. But um. It's fucking nuts. It's a BBC podcast. It's called The Immortals. Check it out because it's fucking wild. And I think within our lifetimes, we're going to see people live to like double the age. Really? Yeah. Like 140? Yeah. But like it raises moral questions because I'm like, why would I want to if I was, you know what I mean? Like you have to. It's weird because I've never seen death in my future. I just never felt that it was for me. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But it's you have to be at like your you have to take all these supplements and be at like your peak. So it's one of those like oh, well, I'm fine. do you know what I mean? Fine. Like drink like if you drank wine and ate pasta, as I love oh, you to can't do, do. Yeah, it. I think it's like So you have to literally You've got drink to be a bit water, of a cyborg like Elon Musk. Bit of salmon. Yeah. Bit of veg. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. We all aspire to that. Fuck that now. Yeah, I'm fuck out. that. I'm out. Rather... Tap it out. Have fun, eat pasta, then die. die. Um okay. Story? Mm. Okay. Yes, Blairs. <laughs> I'm going to give you the two. Um, I'm going to give you two options. Okay. Would you like? I was asked to babysit a washing machine. Or, you know how crows leave gifts. Sometimes it's not about what they give, but what they take away. Washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready. I was asked to babysit a washing machine. Pardon. I responded, incredulously. £200 per hour, Susan repeated. Done. Yeah, I replied. But you said I'd be babysitting a... No, I must have misheard you. Where's the child? Child? Steve laughed. We don't have children. You... (laughs) Why are we in Sweeney Todd? I don't know. I'm going to give them some, you know... No, you've got to look after my washing machine. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Speech impediments galore. You were be correctly, George. Just watch the machine for a few hours, Susan said. That's all, isn't it, Stephen? Indeed, Susan. <laughs> Indeed, Susan. Indeed, Susan. Indeed, Susan. Stephen chuckled. Honestly, this new generation, you think they could handle babysitting a washing machine, wouldn't you? Huh, you would? Susan laughed. Perhaps we should write it on a piece of paper for him. <laughs> so giving Mrs. Lovett vibes. <laughs> I don't know who that is. From Spoonie Tart? No, I don't know. What? Okay, listen. You need to go over it. I'll watch it one day. <clears throat> um, it probably needs to be told through the medium of TikTok, Stephen said. The pair of them laughed, and I stifled the irritated huff that was itching to emerge from my tightly compressed lips. They were insufferable, but £200 per hour of babysitting was a staggering offer. It would have been staggering if I'd been offered that much to care for an actual person, but a washing machine... Let them have their fun, I thought. I was certain I'd have the last laugh. And so I bit my tongue. No, I said, smiling. I think I got it. Good lad, Stephen said, ruffling my hair in a patronising fashion. May I take your coat? (laughs) I shrugged, but Stephen had already slipped it off my shoulders before I could respond. He disappeared upstairs, which seemed a little peculiar, given they had a coat stand by the door, but I didn't question it. We'll see you at 11 o'clock, okay? Susan said. I nodded, 
waving as they left. I lifted a middle finger as soon as the door had shut behind them. <laughs> yes. I was about to make the easiest £800 of my life. Maybe more if they stay out longer, I thought. Stephen and Susan Hall had always been the oddballs of the street. Nobody really knew them, and despite their insistence to the contrary, I could have sworn they had kids, Tim and Rachel. Mum and Dad seemed to think not, which is why they were confused when the Halls offered me a babysitting gig over the Christmas break. When I found myself eyeballing a washing machine in their kitchen, I started to realise that my parents were probably right. They had never been... No. There had never been a Tim or a Rachel, but I wasn't complaining about the bizarre request. As a broke uni student, the thought of making eye-watering money in a single night had me salivating in seconds. As soon as the... (laughs) You're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, confused. Just doing my lippy. As soon as the halls popped round to make the offer, I rushed over to the house at the end of the street without another thought. Anyway... After that rude conversation with the halls, I initially planned not to even bother babysitting the washing machine. But I was so glad I eventually peered through the oval window because I was treated to a sight of unexpected hilarity. A mountain of miniature outfits circled the rumbling drum. There must have been hundreds of items in there, all of them too small for any human to wear, and some were far more shrunken than the others. I imagined it them more being like the washing machine doing doing the jazz hands. Like <laughs> <laughs> There's no business like showbiz. Um it was a mismatched collection. Oh, of course they're washing doll clothing, I thought, laughing out loud. Oh, no. Absolute nut jobs. Of course, I immediately sent pictures to my friends. No way, Johnny replied. Those two are so weird. I can't believe you're not babysitting actual humans. And I swear, didn't we play with their kids when we were growing up? Sarah asked. That's what I said to my parents, I replied. But they didn't think so. And Stephen and Susan said they don't have any children. I'm sorry, but if I knew when I was younger that I'd play with someone's children, I'd be like, they had children. They had children. I'd be fucking certain. Yeah, you haven't, like, that's not false memory syndrome, is it? Oh, God. <clears throat> oh, but they do, Johnny said. Their beautiful baby washing machine, I snorted. Also, I'm just thinking about the photos you sent, Johnny continued. I think I recognise that teeny, tiny T-shirt in the second picture, the one with the green turtle on it. See it? Oh, my God. Tim wore that. Well, a larger version of that, Sarah messaged. Yeah, that name rings a bell, Johnny said. My heart dropped. Wait, Tim? Okay, this is getting weird now. I was part joking about them having kids, but that's the exact name I had in my head. Before my friends could respond, the doorbell rang. The sudden ding startled me and my phone clattered to the tiles below, screen shattering dramatically. I groaned, of course. I scooped up my wounded technological appendage, (laughs) sighed at the screen I could no longer read and placed the fallen soldier on the dining table. I stormed to the front of the house, ready to scowl at whoever had unwittingly caused my phone's demise. But when I flung the door open, nobody was there. Though I was certain, I could hear a faint wailing sound in the wind, as if a distant scream was striving to capture my attention. With a heavy sigh, I closed the door and returned to the kitchen, frustrated that a sizable portion of the night's earnings would be going towards fixing my phone screen. I squinted at the device, splintered screen, but it was useless. I couldn't read what my friends had replied. Suddenly, my attention... <laughs> Suddenly, my attention diverted to an unusual noise from the washing machine's innards. Innards? A sound that was hard to distinguish, though it had some sort of subconscious effect on my body lining my skin with a wave of goosebumps and upright hairs, much like the wailing wind at the front door. It sounded like a chorus... 
I can't go back. It sounded like a chorus of piercing shrieks. That sounds annoying more than anything. (laughs) It sounds like the gremlins. I knelt on the kitchen tiles, sighing as my jeans pressed into the shattered pieces of my phone screen and stared deeply into the whirlpool of minuscule clothes which filled the washing machine. The rumble of the drum, the rustle of a tyre and the whooshes of water mostly drowned out the mysterious noise, but it was there. I hadn't imagined it, a choral pang of despair. And then I saw something which filled me with terror, unlike anything I'd experienced. A fleshy creature. (laughs) Half the size of a blinky finger. What? Slithered between two items of clothing. Like a prolapse. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) What's a prolapse? Like an, like an anal prolapse. Oh, fuck. I don't think I know what that is. Well, it's just a, fle- a bit of flesh. Yeah, it's a fleshy little... What? The half the size? Creature. Like a little, uh, like a little borrower. Oh, I don't care. That, most of that's fell out when I've had a period, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't think... I think. I yeah, think you'd be like, hello. <laughs> I'd find it really cute. Oh, God, there's my period pants in the wash again. <laughs> Was that too disgusting for the world? Skiddy, skiddy knickers. Oh, well. I yelled and immediately fell backwards, unable to pinpoint what I'd seen, but entirely certain it was no insect, no animal. I hurriedly smashed every button on the washing machine, desperate to end the cycle. I'm not sure why my instinct wasn't to run, but my brain wasn't functioning correctly. I waited a few minutes for the water to drain from the drum, watching the still pile of tiny outfits my body shook violently anticipating movement from within the clothing but there was nothing no fleshy monstrosity pounced out at me and then there came the dreaded bing to signify that the door was safe to open the drenched pile of clothes sat motionlessly and I spent several minutes summoning the courage to rummage through it the never-ending piercing sound was louder now it was a muffled noise coming from the bottom of the clothes pile I scarcely dared to look Shrunken garments slipped through my fingers and it was only upon closer inspection that I came to a horrifying realisation. The outfits were stained with blood and some sort of indistinguishable mush. I could feel the vomit rising in my mouth. Mm. But I was, as I uncovered the final layer of clothes at the bottom of the drum, that I finally unloaded the contents of my stomach. A graveyard of flesh lay against the drum. There were hundreds of shrunken bodies horribly disfigured, bloodied and mushed. It's a fucking good washing machine if it can shrink people as well as clothes. <laughs> I know. But the worst part was that some of the miniaturised victims were still moving. Mm. The indiscernible peach-coloured things were people and the piercing choral sound was up there screaming. Do you know what this reminds me of? You know in Hercules with Hades' river of souls? Mm. And they're all like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that. Yeah. And Little Mermaid... Mm. Poor unfortunate souls. I think yes. that's a really good impression. That of is. Yeah, mm. yeah, I love that. Thank you. Oh, that was fucking. That was really scary watching that as a kid. I loved. I always knew Ariel was a knob. Yeah, I never warmed to her. No, because she's a, she's ridiculous. She is. She's so entitled. She just didn't really have anything about her that I thought was like spunky. Oh, uh, she's just, she just, she's, she's bit, like, oh, she's I don't wet. like it down here. She's quite literally as wet, yeah. She is wet. <laughs> That's why I didn't like her. I, she's like, oh, I don't want to be down here with all the fucking, like, with me, with me blessed life. Yeah, she's such a good she's life. She's literally a royal. Yeah, okay? yeah, And yeah. I don't care what anyone says. She's like Beatrice or Eugenie. Yeah, exactly. And no one has cameras down there because of the water, so she has a privacy as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. 
And she's like, oh, I just want to go up to the fucking She has the whole fucking ocean. Oh, she's so annoying. Yeah, she's annoying. She can fuck off. Um, But we love flounder. Yeah, Yeah, and the the poor, long-suffering crab. Sebastian. <laughs> I love Sebastian. He's so he's so overworked. Yeah. It's outrageous. <laughs> oh, right. Um mm-mm-mm. okay, so there's lots of little people just screaming. Um <clears throat> one of the less mangled people began to crawl over the small amount of clothes I created in the clearing. He was calling to me in a small, feeble voice. Save us! Help! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He cried repeatedly. I watched in paralysed fear, trying to decide. Help us! Um, I I was trying to decide whether it would be safe for me to reach the palm of my hand inside the drum to scoop out the few people still moving. No, I wouldn't bother. The man who had wriggled free from the mound of bodies seemed wounded and helpless, but I was terrified of touching the horror scene. With a deep breath, I outstretched my hands, placing it palm side up on the clothes at the bottom. And as the tiny man, along with a few other survivors, clambered onto my skin, I tried to conceal the shivers that spread throughout my body. I'd leave. You gotta leave. You gotta leave, girl. You gotta leave. The first man continued to shout as I steadily lifted my hand closer to my ear, but I soon realised I'd misheard him the first time. Not, save us, help. Save yourself! Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. out. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> All the best. What's happening? I whispered weakly. What? Didn't you see Grace outside? Oh, fuck. We're going into the fucking thing. Hang on, who's Grace? Well... The man screamed into my ear. My body shivered as I realised that must have been who rang the doorbell. The tiny voice I heard wailing in the wind. So a little person's gone. It's the weirdest thing. I love it. It's like haunted borrowers. Um, You didn't see Grace outside? (laughs) The man screamed into my ear. My body shivered. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see Grace outside? (laughs) Uh, that must have been who rang the doorbell, the tiny voice I heard wailing in the wind. Um, it doesn't matter now. Just find your coat and get out of here. He screeched in a minute voice. Why do I, mean, why, why do I need my coat? I asked, gulping. Because they'll shrink it to shrink you. I don't know how or why they do it, but it's happened to all of us. I moved my hand to eye level, surveying the six survivors, five of whom were writhing on my palm. Only the main man seemed to be in any sort of fit state. Are you... Are you Tim? I asked quietly. What? Oh, the boy, he sighed. No, they, the halls put their children somewhere special. Never mind that. Come on, you need to find your coat. I don't know what voice I'm doing here. I'm so I've lost confused. my mind. I looked at the What, co- get your coat? Like, you're in grave danger, but you need well, to they get Well, if, if they get his coat and they put it in the wash, he's done for. So he needs to go and get his coat and then he'll be safe. Um, find your coat. So I looked at the clock on the wall. Relax, it's eight o'clock. They're not coming back until eleven. They never went anywhere! The man screamed. In a near-synchronised manner, the house lights extinguished. Mm. Oh, no! Small man whispered. It's like flubber. (laughs) They know. I'm getting out of here, I said, stumbling through the darkness. If you leave, that coat goes in the next cycle and you become like us. This is definitely a kid's film. (laughs) The man warned. Or worse... 
and I didn't need to question what he meant. I'd seen the pulverised bodies at the bottom of the drum. Given the inexplicable nature of the tiny human in the palm of my hand, I had to reason to believe every last word he'd said. So I made my way across the darkened entryway, opened the front door and placed the miniature figures on the paving slabs. Go, I said. I could hear faint pain sounds from the ground as the man said something inaudible to me before helping his injured companions. Then I stepped back into the lightless house, pulling out my shattered phone to use the flashlight. Thankfully, the screen still seemed to register my touch. Making my way up creaking stairs, the stillness of the house filled me with terror. <laughs> Your face. Given I knew that the halls were lurking somewhere within the house, and when I reached the upstairs landing, a door opened at the far end. A darkened bedroom beckoned. I knew it to be a trap, but I had no choice. According to the small man I had saved, not that I could trust him either. Stephen? Sarah? I just want my coat, and then I'll go. I stepped into a large, lightless children's I room. I thought it was St- Stephen and Susan. Yeah, you're oh. right. <laughs> well remembered. Sarah's his mate. Sarah's his uh, Oh, mistress. Christ. Um, <laughs> Stephen? Susan? I called. I just want my coat and then I'll go. I stepped into a large lightless children's room. There were two single beds and most horrifyingly, a doll on each. Dolls that looked exactly like the two children I had completely certain I'd never imagined at all, Mm. Tim and Rachel. But they weren't dolls and they weren't alive. They seemed to have been shrunken and stuffed. I threw up on the floor. (laughs) So deducted from my wage. I threw up on the floor, and the light in the house suddenly returned as Stephen and Susan entered the room through a side door. People are so weak these days, Stephen's voice growled. This generation sickens me. He obviously watches GB News, doesn't Mm. he? Susan sniffed. But not our children. They were pure. I cried. Why are you doing this to people? Haven't they, like, washed them, though? Washed their kids? Washed them on a high heat. High heat. Stuffed them and shoved them on a bed. Um, Why are you doing this? Why? Stephen frowned, frothing at the lips and brandishing my coat in his tight grip. To save our children, you ignorant fool. Your life will finally mean something. And seeing as you couldn't even wait for the next washing cycle, I guess we should head downstairs and start it now. You're insane. What is happening? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You're insane. Save them. Your children are dead. Look at what you've done to them, I cried, gesturing at the doll-sized, pale-faced corpses in the bed. Susan shrieked. Quiet, you foul thing. We didn't kill them. This was the only way to save them. Save your energy, honey, Stephen said, placing a hand on his wife's shoulder. It's his turn now, and there's no running for him or escape friends. We'll catch them. We always do. Heart pounding, an idea came to me, an idea so horrific that I didn't want to believe it. It had stemmed from my own brain. I stepped backwards. <laughs> thought of it then. <laughs> yeah. I stepped backwards and slammed the bedroom door closed. Then I turned on my heel and ran to the top of the stairs, ignoring the cackling sounds behind me. I scurried down the stairs, two at a time, and beelined for the coat stand by the door, scooping up two coats, one for Stephen and one for Susan. I darted to the kitchen. I threw the coats in the washing machine, ignoring the blood and guts within, and shut the door. (laughs) It's useless, George, Stephen shouted, heading down the stairs. You won't find any weapons in this house, but you can run. Go for it. I pressed the start button and, in a stroke of genius, hammered the plastic handle off the door and prevented it from being opened. Stephen suddenly emerged in the kitchen doorway, coat in hand, and frowned on his face. What are you... What? What? He stopped mid-sentence and dropped the coat to the floor. No! Susan! 
I thought I might have to fight them off, allowing the cycle enough time to work its magic, but the horror commenced as soon as their coats began twirling in the washing machine. As Stephen spun around in the doorway, his limbs began to crumple inwards, shrinking in a matter of seconds. He screamed in excruciating pain, as did Susan, who was still walking down the stairs. Part of his skin tore and bled, as this had been the case for most victims in the machine, and there sounded a series of thuds from the staircase. Stephen reduced to half his size, ran out into the entryway. Susan, Susan, no! He cried, cradling his shrinking wife. What have you done, you monster? Stephen dropped his wife and turned his attention to me, charging with a furious glint in his eyes. I watched with a mixture of relief and horror as the man lunged forwards, shrinking as he went. I slumped to the floor of the entryway, eyeing the miniature corpses of the halls, making sure they were truly dead. And then... After an unknown period of time, I hastily walked into the kitchen, poured a bottle of vodka across the dining table and set it ablaze with a lighter. The fire spread quickly. As I was walking to the wards, the open front door, I noticed Stephen's wallet on the dresser. There was £80 inside. Not quite enough for a new phone screen and certainly not enough compensation for the horror I endured, but it sufficed. I wasn't willing to spend a moment longer in that house. The end. <coughs> So that was a bit weird. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What were we thinking? I don't really know what happened, to be Honey, honest. Honey, I, I shrunk the a... kids. Yeah. Remember that? Um, just <laughs> little used... clitorises running around. Oh, That's how I imagined them. Little clitty. Yeah. Clitty people. Yeah, I actually did... A bit re- mad. It was mad. When bit I actually mad. read it, I was quite scared. But, yeah. you know, in the light of day... <laughs> In the cold light of the studio, it's fucking mental. <laughs> but you know, I just enjoy it. You know, whatever. Um, the less said about that, the better. Right. Okay. Are you ready for yes, the story? Yes, please. Give us the story. Um, I've got two go on. that are quite short, so I might just do them both. Yeah, go, go, go. Okay. This story takes place when I was 22 years old. I'd just gotten in from a long night of stocking shelves at my local grocery store. I worked the closing shift, so I usually got home around midnight. I shared a cheap apartment with my roommate, Mark. We weren't in the best of neighbourhoods, but I just felt lucky to have a place to live that wasn't my parents' basement. It's not you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I threw my jacket on the coat rack next to the front door and walked into the kitchen to rummage through the fridge for something to eat. I just pulled a frozen burrito out of the freezer. Guess where this is set? When I noticed something weird. My bedroom door had been slightly open when I walked by the hallway. I know this doesn't sound strange at first, but I specifically remembered closing it that morning when I left for work. I like my privacy, so I always remember to shut my door when I leave for the day. I stepped back into the living room and looked down the hall. Hello? I called. There was just dead silence. Not wanting to let the fear get the better of me, I walked across the living room and flicked on the hallway light switch. Mark? Is that you? I asked. <laughs> Couldn't find my Help me, save yourself! <laughs> oh my god, he's in a little tumble dryer! Mark had always been a bit of an odd guy, so I couldn't help but think that maybe he was trying to play some sort of weird prank on me. Maybe waiting to jump out of my closet or something when I entered my room. Mm. When I finally got to the bedroom door, I gently pushed it open. The light from the hallway illuminated a large portion of the room. I looked around, definitely feeling the creepy vibes. There was no one there, and nothing looked out of the ordinary. Just the usual, my twin bed with my nightstand just to the left. I closed the door shut and walked back into the kitchen. 
I popped my dinner in the microwave and pressed the start button. While that was cooking, I turned on the television, ready to put on a scary movie to watch and relax. I, you've just walked into your house. You're scared shitless. And now you're like, no need to relax. So I'm just going to put on mm, the yeah. exercise. Do you know what? <laughs> Let's get the conjuring out and just have a nice, really chilly thing. Suddenly, I heard a muffled thump from down the hall. Oh, we both did it for those so not watching. At first, I thought it was the neighbours or something. They can be pretty loud sometimes. and It's not unusual to hear a loud bump in the night. Mm. But then it happened again. And this time, I could tell for sure it was coming down the hall. Mark! I called once more. The microwave beeped just then and I nearly Ding. had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just dropped something. I could hear him say through the door. I'll admit it, I felt a little better knowing that Mark was home. It was a bit weird, but I just thought I'd leave it. Is this her flatmate? Yeah. Right. Or his, we don't know. I walked back into the kitchen to get my food, and that's when my phone vibrated in my pocket. It was a text message from Mark. Hey, dude, running a little late from work here. Could you please leave the door unlocked for me? Oh, fuck. My stomach dropped. Oh, no. And a chill ran down my spine. Wait, you're still at work? Yeah, why? At that moment, there was another noise from the hall, and I looked up. The silhouette of a large man was standing there. Holding a butcher's knife. <gasps> I turned and ran towards the front door, hearing the heavy clunk of the man's boots behind me, but he wasn't running. He was walking very slowly towards me. I ran down the emergency staircase and out into the parking lot where I called the cops and could watch the man coming out of the door, but he never did. The cops showed up a few minutes later. They went upstairs and searched my apartment, but they said they didn't find anybody. What they did find still terrifies me to this day. As they were searching the apartment, the cops found a note left on the kitchen table. On the note, only one word was written. Soon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Susie. Yeah. Susie. Imagine. <laughs> big Sus. Oh, big Sus. That's a bit freaky, isn't it? Oh, my God. I love that. A bit freaky. That okay, was better than Honey, I Shrunk the Fucking No, I liked kids. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It was mental. <laughs> but I really, Spooky. really Spooky. Love it. Um... Okay. Do you want one more literally? Yes, please. And then shall we and then we go to Creep of the Week. Oh yeah. Hawaii is one of the most haunted places in the world per square mile of living space. We have ghosts from both Western and Japanese traditions, old plantation haunts, and the typical lady in white. We also have night marchers and other spirits following Hawaiian superstitions. Almost every commercial building is certainly built on the bones of someone's ancestors. So to say that we're superstitious is not quite an exaggeration. When your entire world is proliferated in spirits, what else can you be? Gorgeous Stunning words. Word. Yeah, really. Proliferate. Love. Pro I ah. love profiteroles. Do you? Oh, that's exactly. Yeah, profiteroles are the best. Oh my god, my mum does homemade ones that she does at Krefna. Oh, that's amazing. And they're amazing. Do you think she could make us a big crock on bouche? What's that? You know the tower of profiteroles. Oh, well, she basically does that. She oh. she makes the the pastry, homemade like all the cream. And like you know, with like vanilla essence and all that Not stuff. Not many people like them, but I am obsessed. Oh, who the fuck doesn't I like? I know, like eclairs a are the fluffy same. Fluffy ball. Eclairs are the same. I fucking love eclairs. Yes, yeah, because they're amazing. Does she do the chocolate sauce? Oh yeah. Honestly, fuck. like I, like growing up, that was like my fate. Like I was, I look forward to Christmas every year just for my mum's. Lucy, I know you're going to be listening to this podcast at some point. You will. Because you could we do like. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Can Mom, like, can you make us some fitterals, please? Can we do next week, please? <laughs> do you want to come over for a sleepover, Yes, Hannah? please, I would. <laughs> Thank you. 
Great. Okay. Thanks, Luce. This happened a few years ago in one of the big houses up in Aya. I don't know if I'm saying that wrong, and I do apologise. It's a wealthier neighbourhood, but it still has some age behind it. I was staying over at my sister's new home where she lived with a husband, two kids, and a roommate. The roommate lived downstairs. I was, I've got a scene this week. Mm. The roommate lived downstairs, so he wasn't much of a bother, and we didn't think much of him. <laughs> Rude. With myself included, there were about seven of us in the house at the time. Everybody had gone to bed, but I stayed up to use the computer. My sister had set up the computer, said it was in the hallway near the front door, and the stairs leading to the downstairs living area that the roommate occupied. I was faced towards the wall with my back to the hallway because the computer was pushed up a little nook in the wall. Hang on, let me just pitch. This. Sorry, my brain doesn't go that fast. So what? She's got her back. So she's got. So she's in the hallway, like by the front door. But it, by the front door is also stairs leading down to where to where the roommate lives. Oh yeah, okay. And she's got a back to the hallway. Yeah. Because which it, it sounds fucking horrible. To be yeah. With you. Bad feng shui. Um, I was wearing earphones so that nothing I did would wake anyone. Mm-hmm. After a couple of hours surfing the net, I started to hear someone walking past me. I ignored it, figuring it was the roommate heading towards the kitchen. I didn't bother to turn around to check. Then I heard it again. And this time, I could feel that someone was behind me. Again, walking towards the kitchen. I shrugged it off like before and let it go once it seemed like they were gone. I This is the unrealistic part of the story because I'd be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Checking the whole fucking time. Yeah, no. Absolutely look behind you. Jesus. Once the footsteps came, and this time I saw a shadow pass in front of the monitor, I turned to look behind me and there was nobody there. I thought that maybe I was imagining it, or maybe he'd left already and I went back to chatting online. And then it occurred to me, the monitor was the only source of light in the room. All else was dark. It would be impossible for a shadow to be thrown up against it. I started to feel really creeped out by that realisation. I went back to surfing the net, but I turned off my music and left my earbuds in on silent. Even as I chatted with people on Yahoo, this must have been written in like 1998. (laughs) This is from 80 years ago. Yeah. I listened for someone behind me. Nothing happened. When I finally gave up, I turned my music back on and relaxed. It was three in the morning. I was tired. I figured it was probably because I hadn't got enough sleep. I looked around the room one last time, peering into the dark, and then turned back to my computer. Just as I was switching songs on my playlist, I heard the sound of footsteps running past me on quiet feet across the carpet. I whirled around and stared, but there was nothing there. Scared, I logged off and went to bed in another room. This bit's a bit weird. Scared, I logged off and went to bed in another room, hiding under a blanket and hoping that sleep would spare me. The next morning, I found out that a dog had been tied up and left to starve at the bottom of the stairs, and it had died there and left... Oh, hang on. It had died there and was left unattended till the former tenants had moved out. Oh, no. What is it? Ghost dog? It's a ghost dog. I will come so after. Sad. I'll come after those fucking people. Who does that? I actually think those people deserve to be tortured in hell. Uh, absolutely. The thing that, like, oh, God, I can't no, fucking there is no stand. Need. Like, dogs are the most innocent things on this planet. You fucking psychopaths! I'm coming for you. That is literally a psychopath mood, though, isn't it? Ugh. Because, like, what has that dog ever done? To if you? I ever caught someone who had done that, I'm killing them. I know, it's horrible. I'm shoving them in front of a bus and being like, oh, oh whoops, sorry, I slipped. So sad. Oh, no, oh, God. I, I planned on not to read that bit out, but then I realised as I was reading it that that was why it was, because I was like, that's a bit random and not very nice. I'm not going to read that out. But then I realised it's because it's supposed to be a ghost dog. It's a ghost dog. Oh, sad. Oh, no, sorry. But then I'll, you really know ruined what? the vibe. No, but in the afterlife, I'm going to set up like a, you know, like a dead dog sanctuary. 
Oh, do that. Yeah. That's nice. For all those doggies yeah. who are passed over, yeah. I'm going to be like, come, and then come what one they and can all. do is watch down from heaven as we haunt and torture the bastards. Uh, forever. Forever. That and like, I will make that my um, life and death mission. Yeah, I love that. To yeah. absolutely fuck them over and yeah. Fuck you. Uh, there's just no, uh, nothing's too it's because horrendous. because they're pathetic, so the only way they think they can get any power is over yeah. a poor infant Fucking dog. cowardly pieces of yeah. shit. Very political. <laughs> I was saying political. Creep of the week. 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 Do, do. So this is from... Um, it's a, not copyrighted. You can't <laughs> stop saying that because then we will get in trouble. <laughs> I feel like I'm on fucking repeat. Stop it. Anyway, um, this is from Abby, and it's a little. She's just given us a little. Um, it's in in the vein of I think Netta Fornario. Do you remember that? Um, the grave on Iona, the island oh, of Iona. Oh yes, kind of. Um, so Abby says, "Hey Hans, love the pod. I live on the Isle of Man, oh. and there are many spooky stories and reported hauntings over here. The Bougan, Witch's Mill, the Moddy Do, etc. Moddy Do. <laughs> I know that Do the Moddy Do. Give them less funny names, please. The Bougan. I'm probably saying that the Bougan. The Bukaki. <laughs> the Bukaki. Witch's Mill, the Moddy Do. That sounds like a dance move. My favourite has to be the Chained Grave in the south of the island. The story goes that in the 1850s, Matthew Hassel made an ungodly groaning sound. Some say his corpse sat up in his coffin during his wake and the congregation came to the conclusion that he must be a vampire. So they drove a stake through his heart nah. before burying him, placing a heavy stone slab on top, then four stakes and chains to make sure he was kept from rising again. There is a lot of speculation around this, but this is the most common story. And here is a picture of the grave. I find it fascinating. Again, I absolutely love the pod and Patreon. Thanks for the laughs. Abby Kiss. Um, so I'm going to... I'll clip the photo. But essentially... We need to go and visit this. The Huns Where need to go to Isle of Man. Um, and it's got chains all over it. Oh now, I, I actually am intrigued by this because let's go with the sceptical side of this. Mm. This poor bastard was not dead. It was like... <laughs> mm. And they're like, no, kill him. Do you know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. you know how, like, he probably had a... Like, someone had a probably vendetta against him. many the day before. Yeah. Just really hung over and Jesus. everyone's like... Don't oh, have a Marlborough around these lot. Fuck me. <laughs> I know. Um... Love that. Thank you, Thank Abby. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a very informative one. Um, we need to do a listener story special soon. Yes, we're going to do that soon, I think. Because we've got loads Oh, to my God. Through. We have so many we've good so stories. Um, so, uh, anyone who doesn't know, if you have a story to send us, send it at ghosthunspod at gmail.com. Yes, FYI. Because I think um, we get so many on Instagram and it's quite hard to sift through them because we get so many. So many. Send so them we to are our email. Few, we are going to do a few specials. That's where we, we find them. Um, so we have a little segment, don't we? <laughs> we get haunted. So you, you don't, don't have to. Um, I've actually got uh, a little mind game for you. Oh, I'm very excited. So, I'm very excited. Okay. This, oh, oh, sorry. Okay, that pen <laughs> nearly pointed nearly back there. Sorry, I just threw a pen at Anna. Take that piece of paper. Thanks, Law. Um, so this is how it's going to go okay. for our little We Get Home okay. Tips because I love, I fucking love a mind game. Okay. Right. 
<clears throat> so, Hannah, I am going to, as I've done before, I'm going to read your fucking mind. I want you to pick a number. Yeah. Um, between one and nine. Okay? In your head. And write it down. Write it down. Or just have it in your head. But write it down. I think it'll be easier because you're going to have to do some math. Okay. Right. Have you picked a number? Yeah. Double it. Yeah. And also, anyone listening, do this. Let's let's all do this thing together because I think yeah. I'm going to get this. Right. Double the number that you've picked. Yeah, I've done that. Add five. Yeah. Multiply that number by five. What? I Go on. Know. No, you can. I'm going to have to do a fucking go get my calculator. <laughs> That's a nice swallow. Sorry, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. Yeah? Yeah. Now, remember the answer. Uh, pick another number between one and nine. Yeah. Add that to your previous answer. Yeah. Um, tell me what that is. What? Uh... Your answer. What the of all the what the whole answer to all the math? Yeah, hundred and eight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bear with me <laughs> at this difficult time. Are you just going to do it all backwards and tell me what I started with? No, just just chill. I'm going to do some fucking um, magic now. Okay, because it feels like I'm on countdown. Okay. Ghost Sons does countdown. No, wait. I'd like to see that on Channel 4, actually. If any Channel 4 commissioners are listening. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Hannah, mm. this is where the magic happens. Mm. I've, just, I've just looked into the past and I read your mind. I think I know the first number that you picked. Go on, then. Is it the number eight? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. Because you did it backwards. The second number you picked, is it the number three? Yeah. Ah! Oh my God, I'm a psychic. Thank you so much. No, I think you did that backwards. I no, I didn't do anything maths. backwards. That's called magic, actually. How Look did it you up. do it then? Um, so we don't have any time. Um, thank you so much for joining us for episode um, 61. <laughs> if you cannot get enough of Ghost Hunts, please yes. head on over to Patreon slash Patreon.com slash ghost hunts. There is hours and hours and hours of ghost hunts. We go on ghost hunts all yes. the fucking time. There is so much content for you to watch. And Please go on over we there. We are on tour. So don't forget to bag tour. yourself a ticket. We're going to it's Manchester. It's fucking selling out quick. Also, we love Manchester. I know that we slagged it off in the last episode, but we do no, love we Man never. We never slagged it off. We never well, slagged it off. Uh, uh, it didn't happen. No, I live by Manchester. I love um, Manchester. We That's nearly sold out at the Frog and Bucket Comedy Club, which is the most gorgeous comedy club honestly, in the land. Honestly, can't wait to go. I actually need to replace... Basically, I went with an ex-boyfriend to Manchester and I had I have bad memories. Oh, no, Manchester's fun. It is, but I need to go again. And basically, when I go to Ghost Hunts, I'm going to have the best time. Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to replace. So please do come. We anyway. want to see you all there. We love you. We wish you all the best. Uh, don't get haunted. <laughs> I'm a psychic. Stay well. <laughs> Susie's just oh got a calculator. Done it. Um, and yeah, let us know what you think of the cap. <laughs> oh, and let it. us know how much. Let us know how much you'd pay. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. See you next bye, week. Bye, 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 bye.